Welcome to Rock is Reality. Get ready for unfiltered and unapologetic culture, entertainment, relationships, and a little bit of politics on Motor City Woman Radio. Follow Rock is Reality on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. In the meantime, let's go. Welcome to Rocky's Reality. I am uber excited. Tonight, y'all, is a very special show in honor of, let me get this out the way before I forget, um, April is Jazz Appreciation Month, so I just want to welcome a very special, special guest, an icon, uh, someone who I've been listening to since my early college days, so it's surreal to connect with her, y'all. Let's give a round of applause for Mesa. Mesa, singer, songwriter, jazz extraordinaire, kitchen karaoke queen, and now label owner. Okay. Welcome, Mesa. I am truly, let me tell you, when Alex hit me up and said, do you want to speak to Mesa? I was like, hell yeah. I'm like looking at my phone like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just that this is just a just a moment I have to tell you where um God just bre- it's no accidents. I don't believe in coincidence or accidents. God makes things happen for a reason. Oh, and yeah. he just drops things in your lap like, look, here you go. Let me bless you uh-huh. right quick. Uh so welcome, Mesa. I am just Thank truly you. um honored to have you here. Thank and you. um, let me give you your flowers now as <laughs> again to me. I, I I know uh, when we say icon, we don't, and I don't use that term lightly. So to me, you are an icon in this business because the longevity, 32 years. Yeah. Voice, just <laughs> angelic, just, um, you know, you got a lot of men under a spell. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of women too. We a lot of, you know, we, we, a lot of people under spell. Whenever you come to, I'm in Detroit, by the way. Oh, wow. So whenever, listen, oh, whenever you Whenever you come to Detroit, and actually, uh, y'all, she's going to be here uh, April 27th at the Music yes. Hall, uh, so make sure y'all grab your tickets if you haven't already. Yes. Uh, but whatever you come, uh, we know it's going to be just a hell of a show, so um, just so grateful for you, and yeah, let me stop gushing now. <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a total fair girl moment. Oh, thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it. I love Detroit. Detroit's like my second hometown. The choice has been so good to me over the years. It's been amazing. It's been a long, long time since the beginning. The first time I came there with Incognito, I forgot where we played. Uh, I don't know if it was the Fox. No, I don't know where it was. I got to find out. But um, the first time we came there was an amazing night. Uh, it's like the audience was so excited to see us. And we were so excited to be in, you know, I was so excited to bring Incognito to the States. So we had a, an amazing night. And I, I bet you did. Yeah. And that's, and I've been, and that's what I'm saying. I've been remembering you since, and I don't care. I'm dating myself. Let me, I have to tell this story right quick. Um, when I went to, um, and by the way, I love how you have an affinity for the color blue. Cause I went to the university of Michigan and you know, their, their chant is go blue. Oh, and yeah. I'm a, I'm a blue fan uh, purple <laughs> is my favorite color actually, but you know, blue and purple, they stay in that same realm. Yeah, same thing, same um, so I was at my freshman year at Michigan and I got a letter from my little boyfriend <laughs> and um, uh, he he's in the a, in a, in a, uh, letter. He's like, here and now he, he's doing the lyrics to still a friend of mine. <laughs> now, mind you, 
I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, he wrote me this beautiful letter. Here and now, still, I'm, we still friends. We in love. So then I get in the car about a week later, and I'm like, wait a minute. This fool was right. I, I'm thinking he done wrote me a love letter. He done wrote me the lyrics to Still a Friend of Mine by Incognito. So, I just, I, but just you you have been a mainstay mesa as far as in my playlist so i just gotta um share that crazy story with you and then he um he then the next letter he sent me he sent me the lyrics to deep waters i'm like okay now i'm on to you now okay so so needless to say i was an incognito fan since then and yes whenever you come to detroit Mm -hmm. um we love you it's People, it's, it's no, no one is saying we're not getting tickets. We're not going. <laughs> People are like, I, I gotta go. Um, so, so welcome to the show. And again, I'm, I'm just humbly uh, grateful to connect with you. And you are just gorgeous. Thank you, honey. So sweet. Thank you. We so need, much. we need the, we need the beauty secrets. Let me. That's my first question. How do you find this beauty? This you know, fun, you know Mesa. I, I, I don't, I don't. I just wash my face. But, but, but the thing is, I do now is. Um, uh, you know, TikTok just teaches you everything. So I was watching some lady, and she was like, you get this gold dial soap, and you get some tea tree oil and some vitamin E oil, and you mix it all together and put it in your face, and you will not get any pimples anymore. And I have not. When I tell you that, it's cleared my skin up. So, And I never got pimples a lot, but when I do, they like, you know, it's rare. But I, when I did, I just hated them. And so I was, I was started this routine, and I really haven't had anything since. It's really amazing. That's one of the things. Tea tree, tea tree oil and vitamin E. Vitamin okay. E oil and, and the gold um, dial soap. Okay. Yeah. The, the old school dial soap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just see how much I have. Of, I've ordered like, I got like 25 bars. <laughs> I love it because I was looking at your skin. I said, Mesa is fine, y'all. She's still fine. Now, the other day, the kitchen karaoke, I heard you say you 56. You And I was like, Mesa out here looking... <laughs> Listen, nah, black don't crack. It, it's listen. Thank so, but, you. My, my mother looked really young until she got leukemia. Then she started looking older, but not until then okay. she was really young her whole life. So, my mom was uh in her sixties uh, when she passed. So, you know, it's just a uh, I don't know. I'm just just grateful for whatever comes Them good genes. Yeah, yeah, grateful for my mama's face. That's definitely that. I love that. And so I was doing a little research. Speaking of mama, since we taking it back to mamas um, in origins, uh, uh, your uh, birth and origins as far as moms, mm-hmm. um, I've read that your name means gracious or graceful in mm-hmm. Arabic. Mm-hmm. So um, can you talk a little bit about that, like how your name came about? Oh, yeah. Well, my father's name uh, was Meso, M-A-Y-S-O. And he wanted me to be named Meso. My mother's like, no, I'm not naming her no Meso, but I'll put an A at the end. <laughs> so she traded the O for an A, and that's how I got Mesa. And we didn't know. We th- I thought my whole life that I was the only person that had that name. So I never could find my. You know, to go in the stores and you can see that little keychain or everybody's name, and I would never have. Well, I was so upset. Right, me too. And I, I didn't. When I finally saw um, years later, when I got older, I saw uh, that it was Arabic and Brazilian. So mm, yeah, right. It's cool. Because when I was doing, and when I was, uh, sometimes when I looked you up, I'd see a Brazilian. I'm like, nah, she black. She from Baltimore. She, she black. She not Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm a family history traces back there, but I just got to go find my father's people. They trace back to Brazil. Oh, to Brazil. Uh-huh, but I don't know where. I don't know. Oh. I didn't okay. get enough all that I would, I would like to do. 
<laughs> but as far as we know, you from B-more, by the way. Yeah, straight up. All my love. I love it. I love it. So, and I love that, um, like I said, even though you are graceful, I can still tell you have that um, <laughs> that urban, I will get with you. I love Jesus, but I will get with you. I, I, I can tell you got that little undertone uh, about you. Uh, sometimes in your voice, when the cadence in your voice. I'm like, I try to be nice all the time, but sometimes <laughs> people want to test me. I don't know why. I, I mean, you know, it it is what it is. As a black woman, it's part of our plight. I know. Yeah, um, it is what well, it is. So, that would be called masculine because we responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. if, you, if you know if your dad's in distress, then you're a gold digger. If you responsible and take care of your bills, and you're a man. I'm like, I can't stand it. It's disgusting. Right. You can't, you can't win for losing. So I love yeah. how you have taken control of your narrative in a way as far as with Blue Velvet Soul Records. Mm-hmm. So let's li- get a little bit into that. Yeah. The new album, which yeah. I've been bumping, we we get is is charting on Billboard's jazz charts, right? It just yeah, charted. It it just charted my um, single. I don't mind. It's, okay. Yes, <laughs> it's backwards, but yeah, you know. Which we gonna we gonna play it in a little bit. We gonna play it in, in a little. We gonna play it in a little bit. And I was asking <laughs> Alex maybe if you could do a little little um if we okay. could do a little impromptu karaoke. So, um. <laughs> But uh, so Blue Velvet, this is music for your soul. This is you. You started Blue Velvet Soul Records in 2018, yeah. and this is your first like debut album on your own label, a yeah. double album. Yeah. So how does that feel to be able to say that? Because not everybody can say like, well, you know, I got my own record label and I just released my own album. <laughs> <laughs> it feels great. I mean, there are a lot of people came before me that were doing it, but. Uh, and not a whole lot of female artists doing it, I don't think. But I just, I'm just grateful that I just made that decision and took that leap of faith, and God put a net under me and and was and has blessed me ever since. And you know, it's, it's scary. It's a lot of work. I, the learning curve is something that's mind blowing. And uh, I've always been a person who, uh, you know, even when I was with other companies, I did a lot of my own marketing, a lot of my own work trying to you know, do special things to get draw attention to my music. So now it's just, I just have to put another hat on, you know, as far as the executive part, making decisions. Like, you know, working with the last record company, they gave me a lot of freedom, creative freedom, uh, but they would have never let me do a double album. I, don't, I know that much. Mm-hmm. And so to have that freedom is really cool. Um, you know, and it's just to have the control and have, know that I'm building something for my son. It's, it's, it's really important for me to build some kind of generational wealth for my child. It's like, I guess I just want him to have something so he can, he won't have such a hard life and he can more so live in his artistry as a photographer, videographer, without having to worry about daily bills all the time, you know? And it's just yeah. like, I just want him to live a different life. And he's a very hardworking young man. He pays all his bills and I try to help him. He's very hard to help. <laughs> but, I love um, it. Okay, yeah. is he single? We gonna have to, okay. <laughs> You don't. You sound like you don't raise them right there. I mean, I'm married, but I'm just asking for friends. friends. Yeah, he's uh, he's really independent and working hard and trying to, you know, because I mean, so so funny. Like, you know, I just I I, I tried to sneak him some money in his cash up the other day. He sent it right back. I was oh. like, really? Ooh. I know. He's Ooh, just, I can't he's wait. I reached them days, Jesus. <laughs> Cause my daughter is uh she's still a, she she's fairly independent she's nineteen so she's what I call a hybrid adult yeah right um, 
And by the way, she was in Baltimore last summer uh, at Johns Hopkins. She had an internship there. So uh, it was really uh, an interesting experience, her being there and learning how to, you know, you you got to get out here and get your own thing. Yeah, yeah. So I I understand. I love that. But like you said, having a label. So what is it like? Talk about that transition from artist to label owner. Because like you said, you're putting on a different hat now. Yeah, and, you know, I'm I'm sure it's a it's lot hard. of uh, I have to kind of speak up for myself when I didn't have to do that before. I have to learn how to raise money when I didn't have to do that before. And and a lot of I did this uh, one thing the Indiegogo campaign, but it took me two years. I was do it two years ago, but it took me two years to say yes to it because I don't like. But let me say this: I don't like asking people for money. I don't I don't like doing that. I'd rather give than receive. But what I did was I put the perks that came with it were really, I didn't make much money because the perks were kind of expensive for me. Um, but I just wanted to do something where people can can still support the whole thing, but they would get something back. As long as you get something back, I'm good. I don't want just like just donations. And, and, and people were so generous with me during the pandemic. You know, I just want to keep giving back. And that's why I do kitchen karaoke because for that same reason. But this, as far as doing, um, the record label and stuff. I just, it was, it's just amazing. I have a mentor who, his name is Tom Goldfogel, who really helped me step by step put the label together. He taught me, uh, still teaching me a lot about this whole thing. I still have a lot to learn. Uh, he, he was upset with me because I put the record out in March. He wanted me to put it out like in the fall because he wanted to set it up more. And I'm like, I, I've been having these people wait for three years for this album. I can't wait. Right. I had yeah. Yeah. By that time, I had four singles out, and I was like, they're ready for the record now. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and been, it's been a long pandemic. And I think, yeah. actually, with it, it's kind of apropos with us rolling into um, jazz as April as Jazz Appreciation Month. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, the summer is coming, May. So we, you gonna, right. you know, we need something for those drives <laughs> by the water by with our boo. You know, you know that. I you got wanna, you. We got all of that. And I got, you know, we're putting out some more singles. So we're gonna keep this record alive for, for a while. And, yeah. uh, and it's got a lot, a lot of singles on this album, so mm-hmm. really, really great. Cause yeah, I was looking and tr- I was trying to write down my favorites, and I was like, oh, well, I like this one too. That <laughs> that down with me. With I know. Oh, my Wait, my husband came that. in the room while I was playing that. He was like, uh, who who was that? Um, that's I'm like. <laughs> he said, what did he say? Um, oh my gosh, what was the guy? He said, um, that sounds like um. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the person, the artist that he said, but I said no, that's um Chris a new Walker. guy, Char- new to me, Charles okay. Walker. Chris Walker, yeah. Chris Walker, excuse me. Yeah, Chris, Walker. Chris Walker. Um uh, uh running from myself. Oh, running from myself. You like that too? You you was you was tapping on my front door with that one because um I'm a procrastinator too. Um that, yeah, I felt seen with that one. Um one step away is another one. Awesome. Just stay, and, and a lot of those are the up tempo ones. Now, the one slower tempo that I like is "Love Life" with um, Noel oh. Gordon. Yeah. Now he's a he's an artist. He's very underrated. A lot of people yeah, super underrated. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad to like kind of showcase him on this record because he's uh, he's very underrated, uber talented, and uh, and a funny person. And so I just you know. I'm just glad that he's on it, and I, I look forward to working with him doing some live stuff too. I love it. So let's talk a little bit more about how the album came together, as far as producers, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see you did a few covers, or you mixed in a little, a few covers on there. So let's. Uh-huh. And you said it's been three years in a yes, because the pandemic. Yeah. I'm so glad that. Um, <laughs> uh, let me and shout out to again to artists who got us through the pandemic. You all right. got us through music. Artists got us through the pandemic. <laughs> so awesome. talk about how it came together. Um, and what were some, you know, who, who were some producers? <clears throat> Tell us some of the little backstories. Tell us some of the, the stuff that happened behind the scenes in the, in the well, studio. It's so amazing. The first song that I received for the record was the backing track that Big Dog, my longtime producer, Chris Big Dog Davis, sent me the track to Just Stay. It took me about six months to even keep listening to it, to even concentrate on it. So that was in 2019. And then I had to, I was working so much, I was going on this cruise and he had called me and said that his cancer had come back. And this was in, uh, this must've been in 19, it was, yeah, just before the pandemic. So it was January of 20. And he was saying that, it, and he was really sick and, and we had to get him through that, but he's very much in remission and fine and healthy and strong right now, thank God. Um, so we, we did that. and. Uh, so, but when they went to see him, by the time I went to see him in the hospital, I had written the first verse and um, I sang it to him in the hospital. Mm. And we were talking about life and he was talking about this record. He's just solo out might be his last record. And he was like, he wanted me to get help people to help finish the record. And I was like, you know what? This is what, this is how I have to see this. And we don't know when our last record is going to be. We don't know when our last day is going to be on this earth. And so we have to to plan accordingly to try to do what we can to to take care of ourselves and get things going. And so I just just knew at that point, I didn't want to stop making my record. And so that's when we started working on it. And he got better. And then I went to the studio with him and we worked on several songs. And one day I went to him and I said, big dog, I hear this song. Uh, It's this energy. It's like a, it's a jazzy song. It's kind of, I'm not, I can't explain it, but I, I kind of sang the song part of it to him. And we came up with the song Spirit 222. Mm. It was supposed to come on 22. The album was supposed to be come on 22. Because 222 and Angels and the Angel Number that I see all the time. A lot of us do see these angel numbers, uh, 222, mm. 1111, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the song is pretty much saying that, you know, about love, this is the way I love the world. And that's what the theme of the album is. It's my way to love on everybody, even if I don't see you every day or I haven't met you yet. This mm. is my way to love on people. And so I wanted people to understand about their spirits and their souls. If we get lost, on this earth of being human and just just living Ooh. and being dramatic and, and having baby. all this stuff, you know? baby <laughs> preach preach so we get lost we don't understand who we really are so that's why <clears throat> you know and a lot of artists try to bring this in, in place but when i what inspired me the most is that i just want to as what they say it sounds so corny sometimes but it's a vibrate at a different high level and that's what i feel is happening to a lot of us and we all get in there. So I just wanted to kind of usher in some music and the whole theme of the galaxy and the universe. And that's where the album cover came from. Mm. Uh, selfie. And I sent it to my graphics guy and I said, look, here's my selfie. Can you make this look like something? I'm in a galaxy or something. And then when he sent me that, that's when I got started on the rest. When the record really started coming to life for me. And I started uh, really getting the songs. I asked people to send me music. Some people just sent me songs randomly. Uh, my published, no, sorry, my, uh, uh, agent Denise said she was working with uh, David P. Stevens and she said David P. Stevens had this great song called Beautiful 
And I was like, oh, these, I got too many songs. I can't listen to nothing else right now. I got too many songs. So just listen to it. You're going to love it. And as soon as I put it, I said, God, dog, okay, I, I can't let this one go. I'm about to slip it in there. I'm about to slip it in there. Slip it in yeah, there. Yeah, it's be. So then by the time this happened to me a few times, I was at probably 16 or 17 songs. And I don't do, uh, if I record something, I'm going to put it on the record. I don't like record songs and then leave it for another time. I record exactly what I'm going to do. Mm. Because I've always been afraid of, if something happens to me, people will, when I was in a record company, <clears throat> I know that when people died, they made all these albums from music. Mm. And I didn't want to do that. So, I mean, I could do it now that I'm on myself, but I just don't want that. I'd rather just be here and record what I can record. And so that's how I started. I mean, I had a good time. All the producers, uh, what Chris Walker, of course, was, is, uh, he was Algero's, uh music director. Uh, and I, he called me, he, he came on Facebook. I was talking about the record. He said, you need any help? Call me. I called him as soon as I hung up. <laughs> I got off Facebook. Right. You, <laughs> wait, did you say the Al Jarreau? Yeah. He was, he was, oh. and he sounded like, if he listened to him sing, Chris sounds just like Al Jarreau. He definitely, oh, oh yeah. But he, uh, Chris is a, a R&B singer from way back in the eighties. He's, he was successful back then. And now he's, he's resurging again. Great uh, career. And, um, so Chris Walker, uh, I asked him, he said, Mason, what kind of vibe do you want? I said, yeah, I'm in this galaxy universe thing. I don't know. I need something like that. And when he played go down with me, I was like, golly, this is like, you know, and he, he had written that song years ago. So it's amazing how God really just orchestrated this whole thing. Um, and at the, during the end of the record, uh, I was one day, I was like, I said, big dog, I need a song called Relax Your Mind on the album. I want to start the album with this. I want it to be like a meditation. Mm -hmm. Music for your soul is a meditation. And I want this to to bring usher that song in. So he sent me the music and I was like, so we went to the studio and everything you hear is just me talking. It's not, I didn't write it. I didn't plan it. I didn't anything. I just wanted to say something to everybody uh, and, and, you know, love on people the best way I could. So that's why that song starts the album. So there's so many songs that I, I did make sure you're sure because of a hard, little bit of heartbreak I had during the pandemic. That's one of the covers with, from yeah, Stevie yeah, Wonder yeah. from the Jungle Fever soundtrack. Yeah. Let me, I wanted to ask about that. What made you, because the Phyllis Hyman, ooh, you snatched my soul when you did that. You know how to love me. You know Phyllis is a, is a favorite. Oh, and yeah. then the I Still Believe, the Brenda Starr mm -hmm. um, as well. What made you pick those particular covers to, to put on? Uh, a friend of mine that I've known for a hundred years said, I need you to do a Phyllis Simon song right now. <laughs> like you always say you're going to do it. You never do it. So, uh, I chose that one. I just, I love that song. So I yeah. chose that one. Uh, the, um, I still believe, I just always wanted to sing that. I always wanted to record that I song. I like the way you ended it too. You put your little, <laughs> the way you, you did. I, I was like, oh, she put a little zing zing on it at the end there. I like that. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, so I did, I love that song and I, I got a great remix coming of that. And then, uh, yeah, dance a house remix of that. And oh, so, and then, uh, of course, make sure you're sure. And then, and so, yeah, I just chose a few covers for this record. I really wanted to focus on original music, uh, mostly, but I've always, I'm known for my covers, so I wanted to throw them in there. Uh, yeah, I, I like the way you sprinkled them in there. And while we're talking about the covers that make sure you're sure, let's, I, I know you talked about this ad nauseum, but I gotta okay. put out there how your first gig was with the Stevie Wonder 
um, a- another iconic legend and that whole Jungle Fever soundtrack, which is <laughs> bringing back so many memories <laughs> me as a teen watching that movie, just that whole era. Um, what was that like being with Stevie Wonder? Tell us a little tidbit of what that was like. Because his spirit, when I met him, I was frozen. I was at a... Um, <laughs> In Detroit, they like named a street after him, and uh-huh. I got to take a picture of him, with him, and I just stood next to him, frozen, because I was just so in awe uh-huh. of him. So, what was that like for you working with him? He's great, Stevie Wonder. Uh, he's a jokester, first of all. He's a prankster, and so one day we were leaving a TV show, uh, myself and my best friend Kim, who started singing with him first. She got me an audition, and we uh, left this. Left, left on the building, and usually his his uh, bodyguard will put him walk him to the side of the car where he passenger side. But this time they walked him to the driver's side and put him in the car. And I was like, looked at Kim. She looked at me. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> and there's Joe. I'm like, what's going on? Like, and she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, what's going on? So he gets in the car and he turns it on, and the, the driver gets I mean the bodyguard gets on the other passenger side, and he and Steve drives down the. Uh, down the, the driveway of the of the place, just straight. Stevie Wonder. Yes, he did. What? And so he was laughing. So we were screaming our heads off, and he was laughing so hard. But he just drove straight. They must have just taught him how to do that, because he drove a straight line for like just only for like thirty seconds, or so it wasn't long. But still, it was long enough. <laughs> to l- to let y'all know, I'm blind, but I can still, you know, I can still maneuver. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, read, I mean, he's, he laughed really hard. He really enjoyed that. Scaring him. So back to the album. We're going to play I Don't Mind in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like jazzy, so... Mm-hmm. It seemed like I heard a little Afro beat up in there, too. Uh-huh. I, I, it, 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 I was like, did I hear an Afro beat? Like, what's happening here? Like, Mesa, and I love how you just, you transition amongst genres. Uh-huh. I just love that. So what, how do you... You know, what it, talk, let's talk a little bit about, uh, and we're about to go into it. The first single, I Don't Mind. Tell a little back. That's a that's like kind of traditional what makes it a relaxed and you uh-huh. just, it's like you on the water and you all in love and you just like, I don't know. I just imagine I'm with my boo and we having mimosas and just um, out on the water on a sunny day or something. So to kind of give us the backstory about I Don't Mind and then we're going to go into um, I Don't okay. Mind. The um, story, the song was written by my music director, Damon Bennett, years ago. He gave it to me probably four, I would say four or five years ago. And I kept holding on to it. And I kept saying, I love this track, but I don't know what to do with it. Um, so fast forward to last September, uh, Incognito came and did an American tour. We had uh, like four days off and they were in the Baltimore area, staying at a hotel in Baltimore near me, 20 minutes from me. So I had to go to the studio to record the song His His Love by Frank McComb. And Bluey came. He said, Mace, I'll go to the studio with you help because Frank was in Budapest or somewhere, I don't know, somewhere far away. So he couldn't be produce me there. So he said, um, he said, Mace, uh, I'll come to the studio and help you produce your vocals. I'm like, oh my God, Bluey, thank you. And so the morning we were going to the studio, I sent him the track that Damon had written. I said, Bluey. Can you do something with this, please? That's, I got to get this song written. I got to put it on the record. Uh, it's okay. Give me, a, give me a couple hours. And like three hours later, he's like, how do you like this? And he played, he sang to me the melody and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, Louie. And so he said, I see, do you have any ideas? I said, yeah, I got an idea for a part of the melody. 
And uh, like, uh, time is wasted, living in the past, and the world becomes a crazy endless maze. So that part, I got to write that part. And so uh, Bluey, he wrote the lyrics, I wrote that melody, and Damon wrote the music, and we literally, at this, that day, recorded that song. And it's just like, it's just how magic comes together. I say God keeps his hands in it, and he's molding it, and I let him, I just allow, I step back, and I, I just do what God told me to do, and it always works out great. Exactly. I love that. Um, and I love how you and Bluey. Now, let me ask right quick, Missy Mesa. Was y'all ever booze? Did y'all no, ever? Okay. Let me tell you I always felt the energy with y'all too. Excuse me. I'm not trying to be messy, but I just always felt the energy, and y'all just have no. like a synergy no, that obviously has lasted for decades. Okay, right. all right. My brother from day one, but let me tell you, when I first got to England. I went to his house for dinner. His wife invited me to the house for dinner. And when Bluey went to, he went uh, out the house to do something. She said, where's your boyfriend? Is he coming? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, where's your boyfriend? Is he coming over here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he, he's gonna come. She's like, yeah, just let, I just wanna know if he's coming here. When is he coming? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, yes, yeah. so I just knew from that, yeah, I, I would never mess with Bluey. <laughs> Married. Okay. I just want to ask. I mean, shoot, because I was like, they got some. So, what is that like, though? Thirty years later, y'all got that same synergy because it's like it's people you when you um connect with them, it's just like that synergy. It's just like you transform together. And when I saw that he um was you know a part of, I don't mind. I'm like, dang, they they still. I'm glad that even though Incognito is not touring per se, well. I oh, know you're yeah. not um, with yeah, them at the, with them. at the moment. Oh, you still with them? You still with them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, still, still I'm still with them, but when they come to the states, I haven't done any uh, European stuff with them, but or out okay. of the country. But when they come okay. to the states, I usually tour with them. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear y'all still together. But the, but yeah. the fact that you are you and Blue, y'all still making music, so yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Forever. That's that's my brother. He's my mentor. He's my friend, and we will always be tight. It, it that'll never change. I love that. And just the fact also coincidentally, but again, I don't believe a coincidence that, that his name is Bluey as well. And just that affinity for um, the color blue. So let's go into, I don't mind for those people. This is really just for me, not even the best track on the album. I mean, I love it, but there's so many others on there that are just outstanding. So, but we, since this is the current single, we're going to go ahead and get into that. Give people a little taste. Okay. Um, uh, Mesa, this is I Don't Mind from her 14th solo mm-hmm. album, y'all. Her 14th solo <laughs> album, um, Music for Your Soul, that's out now.
Okay. Now, <laughs> face Facebook must be on be on a grind because they they um I think yeah. they muted it out. Was it muted on your end? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Uh, Alex, uh, <laughs> let me know. He said it, the music dropped out on FB. Uh, so they probably some copyright stuff. You know what? We should have let we should have had Mesa get them. Let her let them know we gave she gave permission. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got because okay. they shut me down on Facebook the other day with my. Own, I was only playing music for my label, so they I got to call my people and get them to uh, fix. Okay, that. that's all right. Well, can we can we get a little acapella of it? Then just a little. Okay, uh, can we get? Can we just get a couple lines okay. of that? Then. <laughs> um, time is wasted, living in the past, and the world becomes a crazy endless maze out there on my own. I questioned everything. Suddenly, I found myself wishing my days you. Took your time, but I don't mind. I love the way you are. It's unconditional. You got here late, but I don't mind. I love the way you are. It's unconditional. <laughs> Just, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness, not because I know you got a concert coming up, so I ain't gonna press it. Lord, Lord, Lord. So what, what? But ooh, I'm just speechless. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love a strong J. Bravo. Ooh, so beautiful. Just beautiful. So what, Mesa? How? Um, thank you, Mesa. By the way, round of applause. Thank you, Mesa. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if y'all want to hear more, her album is is out now. So I want to ask, a, it's a few things I want to ask about mm -hmm. this Mesa magazine. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, my little magazine. Where's it at? I got to, um, <laughs> I just sat here on the computer and made it one day. <laughs> so people can go to your website to find this or subscribe or what is this? Uh, well, just right now, just it's just uh, every quarter I'm going to do, every three months I do a magazine. I don't know. I just did something just, to, just, to, just for the record. Okay. The album and it's my favorite recipe, my chicken salad recipe, mm. and advertisement for kitchen karaoke, and uh, what else I got in here? Just uh, my discography of my solo work. Uh, mm. Talking about my favorite color blue, uh, and then my favorite makeup. Oh, love it! Yes, that look. Uh, and, okay, so people go to Mesa.com to get uh, that. To the Mesa Store.com, you can buy one on there. But I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna put it on uh, after. Uh, after April's over, I'm gonna put it online so it'll be on my website too. I love that. Okay. I love it. And I love how you have different things going on besides the music, Mesa. The the how yeah. you how you show different aspects of your personality. Um, let's talk about the kitchen karaoke, because child, <laughs> why I wish y'all are my family and cousins in my head. I'm watching this, I'm watching these people. I'm like, this. I said they is getting down in the kitchen and eating good and singing and all of this. This remind me of a family reunion. Yeah. Um, with my, your family from down south, because my family, <laughs> it just remind me of the yeah. family. So talk, and which by the way, kitchen karaoke has been going on since 2016. Yeah, oh yeah. So That's way before we went into the pandemic and verses and all of that, y'all. Right. Uh, Mesa was doing something in her kitchen. So so talk about that, the kitchen karaoke. Well, it started in 2016. Uh, my friend Walter Beasley, the saxophone player, 
he's been a mentor of mine for a long time, inspiring me to do different things I normally wouldn't do. And he was telling me about this new thing called Facebook Live and how it would help me stay in touch with my people. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. everybody just, they're doing this new thing. I was like, I don't know about that, Walter, but I had a new website I was trying to launch. So I said, well, I'll go in and introduce a new website. And I did. And I said, well, I'm going to sing a couple of tracks from my, that's so I turned the computer on and sang a couple of things. And then everybody said, are you coming back next Sunday? And I was like, okay, Sunday at 730. I was like, cool, I'll, I'll do that. It came back next Sunday and it snowballed into this beautiful big family. Uh, before Facebook shadow banned me and, and started getting on my case about copyright stuff, Mm -hmm. Every night they was I mean, every Sunday night they would say you you got to turn this off. You're doing music by Mesa. We're gonna ban you because you're doing music by Mesa. And I would have to send them a letter saying I am Mesa. This is my music, and it was just dramatic. And it's still happening today. So uh, and also Shadow Band they stopped people from seeing where I could you know they could see my notification and stuff. Sorry, this allergy is getting to me. Anyway, he said uh, so. Kitchen karaoke started then. Uh, it started in my when I was living in a, an apartment, I wanted my son to go to a certain school, so I moved close to that school. Uh, I still have this house here, it's a house I grew up in, so I'm a little girl. Kitchen karaoke is a representation of the house parties my parents used to have. They used to have a lot of house parties in this house, and mm -hmm. I grew up sitting on these steps right here, mm -hmm. going to be at a party downstairs in the basement, and they wouldn't let us go downstairs, and I would sit on those steps and watch my mother and all her cousins and girlfriends cook food, making trays and, and cooking a whole bunch of food. And, and my father would go to the liquor store and buy ice and all this stuff. So Baby, all of that, all of life, you know, it's a the childhood memory that I wanted to continue for the kids in my family, my son and his cousins. And that's why when this house actually burned down in 2016, uh, I was on my way to California. I, I just arrived in California the day Prince passed away. Oh, uh, Lord. Oh. And that's coming up. Oh, because it's April. That's coming up. Oh. Yeah. So it was April 21st, right? Like yeah, it was that. the anniversary. I remember I had to, I was at work and I had to take a break because I was. Yeah, I was, that was crazy. I, that, listen, just like when Michael Jackson passed, I needed a oh, moment. Uh, yeah, I was I a needed Detroit, a moment. Detroit that day, Michael Jackson passed. <sighs> yep. That Greek town casino. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah, so I, I did that, and um, it's just been a it's been an amazing journey uh, this whole time. Uh, karaoke means a lot to me. We're going to expand it soon, doing something called Dinner with Jazz and Soul, where I go across the country, and I rent out big kitchens and hire a chef, and they will come in, I'll do a small band, and I'll do it, like, seeing the people while they eat dinner. And all Ooh, you said Dinner with Jazz and Soul. Uh -huh. Child, you know the ticket's going to be sold out. People going to be up <laughs> out, out, out the door for that one. <laughs> oh yeah, so many ideas and projects I have in my mind. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some different things. Like I'm just gotta find the funding, and that's the hardest part of all of this. Uh, get the money, but I have a feeling I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it happen soon. And so that's that's where's, where things coming together. And it's I love uh, that that kitchen karaoke baby because a, a few of them out on Watch Mesa. By the way, I love that hat you were rocking in the last one. You were oh, yeah. giving me mad diva energy with that hat. hat. Whereas that hat was giving mad. Um, <laughs> speaking of Prince, that seemed like something he will wear. Yeah, well, it, it um, be, I can't find it right here somewhere. So, uh, um, but the kitchen karaoke. Uh -huh. I, I, just, I just um, but I want to ask Mesa for you. And let's have a real moment as black women. I know it's many frustrations that you dealt with in the business. Yeah. 32 years in the game. Yeah. How have you, what is the key 
<laughs> um, you know, because these days things are are different. You know, I, I, I say this generation they a little soft. They yeah. some of them a little soft. They like I'm quitting the business. Y'all don't know what. Listen, I quit. Um, how have you hung in there? What are what would you say are three things keys to your longevity of being in this business business for 32 years and remaining relevant? I know where there were some valleys and times where. You know, things weren't as great, but your name has always, you know, just kept that. Um, it's just been it's, it's, it's kept that respect. So how have you yeah. maintained? Um, God, number one. Number two is that uh, I grew up with my father instilled in me. My parents instilled in me. I, I think about morals and and how not to sacrifice or, or, or compromise my morals for anything, any reason. I have not done that, never. And I hope to teach young ladies and, and gentlemen coming up that you don't have to compromise your morals to be in this industry at all. That's a, an illusion and a lie. Mm. I think mostly the, uh, <clears throat> the other thing is that I stay professional as I can, <laughs> even when people piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I give 1000% to the audience, no matter how much money I'm not making, no matter what, People have said to me before I walk on stage, no matter how people treat me, no matter what it happens, the audience is my heart and I will give them everything I got to make them feel better, to help them through whatever they're going through, just to chill them out, whatever my job is for you that you need me for, I want to fulfill it. So that's my goal. Um, and so those are the top three things that I think, you know, God first, don't compromise your morals and just be an uber professional. A lot of people think being a superstar, being some egotistical a-hole is the way to, to, to navigate this business, and it really is not. I mean, it lasts for a little while. People see it, and then seeing some people seem to respect that more than somebody just trying to be nice and trying to just live and just be a normal, decent person. But uh, I've been told that I, if I lost weight, I'd be a superstar. I'm told that I'm that pretty. I'm told that I, my voice isn't that special. I've been told all kind of stuff. So it's like, you know. Wait a minute. They said your voice isn't that special. Oh, yeah. I can't even. You know what? Somebody need to be slapped. I don't even know what. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, side I, I was small back in the, especially back in the 90s. I was small. And it wasn't small enough. You know? A Bluey's manager told me that they weren't going to do a video for uh, Deep Waters because they, they didn't think I was the right size at that time they wanted this kind of look that was when cc music factory and all that really, really all this stuff was going on and so they i didn't have that look that everybody wanted and you know it's just strange how that stuff you know it ate in my soul for a long time but my thank god my mother and father my family here i was able to call them my, one of my best friends in the world sarah brown that was on in incognito uh my other friend in england named kate uh Sunson Luen, she she between her and Sarah, I, I stayed. I was able to stay alive over there and navigate that whole thing because it was a lot of pressure. Because Incognito got really big, and so it was just like they wanted me to look a certain way. And even though I was small, you know, it wasn't small enough. They wanted a certain look. So I lived through that, and I just kept singing. I just kept singing, and I just kept singing, and I kept singing, and I kept singing, and I just worked hard, and I tried to. I just. My work ethic is my father's work ethic. He, he was, my father 
they used to call him a mensch. Like the, like the Jewish community, they say that he's a mensch. He's like, and that's a, like the utmost man manly thing to be, you know? So I just, you know, they love my dad. And I just want that same, I want that same respect out here in this world. And so um, all I know to do is just work hard. And that's, that's my life, you know? And so I think that's what's kept me in the game all this time. I, I just, I don't try to be anybody else. I just try to be me and try to deliver the highest quality music that I possibly can. And uh, that's why that's I think I'm still here. I love that. And that's, and that's, you are definitely um, an example to many artists out here because, and that's what I've loved about you, the consistency. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a Mesa album where I'm like, oh, she kind of falling off. I don't like this. Like that same standard and level of music has been there. So for you though, looking back on mm-hmm. this, your 14th solo album, the first one, the self-titled was mm-hmm. in 95. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the evolution of your artistry? Like from, from, wow. um, because me, I know as, as a storyteller, I'm also a writer as well. And I write, uh, and edit. And I, so I do multimedia and I look back at some of, I read some of my old articles versus <laughs> now. And I look mm-hmm. at some of my old videos versus now. And it's like, dang, Ooh. You look at you see the growth and you be like, oh child, thank God for you know bringing me through that and, and and helping me grow. So what would you say, you know, are some things that for you how you're how you've evolved and grown that you can see? I think most of the part that the growth comes from not giving a S anymore about certain things. I I, I refuse to let when I was the the and I still a people pleaser to a fault in a sense. But I also had let go of trying to take care of everybody. Mm. And I had to let go of feeling responsible for everything around me. And so Mm. once I let go and gave myself some breathing room as far as like, you know, Mason, you know, you can't handle everything by yourself. Uh, And just feeling like, I just think my tone changed. Also, you know, Mm. physically, when, you know, being bigger than losing weight, that that changes a lot of things. Also, mm. I just think maturity in my voice uh, that I hear different. And I this is what early incognito, and I can see how well, I was young. <laughs> you can tell I was young. Mm. It's a different energy, you, you know. Still, you still fine though. You, <laughs> you still fine. Is ain't she, Joe? <laughs> Joe, my engineer, like he did like thumbs up. She's still fine. Is listen, because I was look, I was looking at some old stuff, and I, that's why I was asking you about your beauty regimen. Because I was like, she's still fine though. She wanted them. <laughs> Women who, um, and I'm married. I ain't trying to hit on you. I just recognize yeah. beauty. I love women, like and the session, that's especially nice. that's for me we, as voluptuous women. <laughs> we should we need to love each other a lot more and stop being afraid to do that. The, the world is so that is so silly. I'm the one who's on the street, like girl, you look fine. What you doing? Because we 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 spend so much time being denigrated. Yeah, by black women and and um. Yeah. As I told my daughter, we are part of, a, of an elite group. Be proud yeah. because we come in so many shapes and shades. Yeah. And just we are one of the most educated groups. We as far as female entrepreneurs. And I just love how uh we just take we are commanding control, but also we want to we want to acknowledge we acknowledge we want that man and that and that touch oh, and that yeah. love. Like I love that vulnerability that you show yeah. as as well. Yeah, you know, no always, you know. I, I wrote a song a long time ago called I Need a Man. 
And I thought, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. They gonna cuss me out for this song. I just know I can hear the women, the women living and all that. And then they're gonna get me. And I got more messages like, thank you for saying that. Yes, because we listen, we independent all day. I'm independent all day. But guess what? I still enjoy when my boo opens my door. He, he takes out the trash, shoveling that snow. I like that manly energy. I like when he tell me to shut up, shut your ass up. Like sometimes, like shout out to my husband. <laughs> but That's sometimes cool. I be having the attitude like, "I got it, shut up." But we need that guidance. We do. Yeah. We yeah. can. I, I'm. I always say that I'm like I'm independent. They got to be straight though. You got. They have to be act like a man. Right. A, a exactly. Sense of, a reality in their brain. So they, he's got to do that. So that's the thing. A lot of these guys on these podcasts, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, they just got it all wrong. It, we, it's it's they mess. want to be submissive. They want to, but they have to have peace in their minds. Yes, that comfort. We can't be worried about who you messing with and all this kind of stuff. Nobody can do that. Exactly. It's not possible. And they exactly. can't handle it. If they exactly. think you mess with somebody, they, they crawl in another damn bed. They can't get it together. <laughs> Right, right, and exactly. Do I have to worry about is you gonna get arrested or is this bill not gonna get paid? Even though you said you was gonna help with that, like not that you have to pay all the bills, because I mean, not saying that, but please right. pay, play your your, you know, um, uh, carry your weight. Let's 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 be in this together. Stand in the gap with me at times. So okay. and that, yeah. let's let's compliment each other. And let's compliment uh -huh. each other. And I'm the man. Just like, can we just do this? Like, make it easy. I don't want a man to work himself to death, trying to take care of all of those by himself. I never wanted that. My dad wouldn't let my mother work until he had his second stroke. Then he let then my mom had to go to work take care of me. He was he felt guilty. Then he felt terrible. And I'm like, Daddy, and I, I would do stuff for him. He's like, Baby, I'm gonna pay you back. I'm like, Daddy, I'm paying you back. You gotta rest right. now and calm yourself. Just calm yourself down. We gonna take care. We got it. We got it. And so. It's just like, you know, and my daddy was, um, you know, old school country, you know, hardworking men, you know, like, and it's like, and I guess that's, that's all I'm asking for. I don't want a man to do everything by himself, but my God, you got to just let me feel safe with you. Exactly. You have, I'll tell you, I'll give you the whole world. When I feel safe. Listen. I, oh, what is going on? But I can't get, I got to get there first. Exactly. Because, you know, if we give them one. If if they if we give them if they give us one we giving them back a thousand. Yeah, exactly. We are multiplying. Women are multipliers, and that's yeah. and I love how we again the yin and the yang yeah. of the man. So and I know that has to be and shout out to everyone who's watching Holly, uh, Trey Anderson. Shout out to everyone out there. They like say it, Mason. Speak it, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> so um now I, now I've been married for twenty years, but I do have a lot of single girlfriends, and I just be feeling they plight like Lord. Jesus, I'll be frustrated for them. Like, I wish um, it's just the madness. The men want you to pay for the date now. Now, I don't mind that, but it shouldn't be the first couple of dates I'm taking you out, bro. Come on. Sorry, well, we got women proposing to men. Like, come, oh, no, that'll never happen. I promise you, I'll never, ever. Um, listen, oh, I told my daughter, don't you, you could be, a, I told my daughter, you could be 55. You better not. <laughs> you better not. You better not. So I know for you, Mason, right quick, you so you so you are single, y'all. What let's at let's right quick, just in case some some <laughs> eligible man is is listening. What is something that Mesa looks for when she dates a, a, a guy? Because I'm sure some guys would probably be intimidated 
by it's you just, as well. But I'm just a girl, man. I'm, just, I'm right. a girl doing my thing. I'm just trying to work, I'm trying to take care of my son. And I'm just trying to take care of myself. And I just want a man to walk strongly, his, just has himself together, who's healthy mentally and physically and and has goals in life, has uh, things he wants to do, things he's trying to make happen. I want to see somebody that's got something going. Like I got so much going on, I can't be with somebody who just can't think, or can't can't do something. You know, I just want him to be nice to me. Just be, mm. just be nice, and just take care of my heart. It's just it's a it's a tall order in this world, but that's all I really want. I really want somebody to be nice and just just be uh, have have something they're trying to do and have goals in this life. Because if you, you gotta have something you want to do, you have to have a, a, a purpose uh, and, and live in that purpose. And that's how you don't get depressed and crazy. You know what I'm saying? So right yeah trey says i totally agree rocky i have no issue paying but not off the rip nope not exactly <laughs> like li listen i don't and because i i was raised with my grandparents um i mean i was raised by my mom but my grandparents lived next door so we had those strong family values and my granddaddy's was old old school too yeah. listen, he's opening the door the young fella better come to the door and get you ain't no beeping when he come you right for the day ain't no beeping and you going outside you know just certain stuff like that being a gentleman never and being a lady and a gentleman never goes out of style like yeah. we can evolve all we want to with all this technology right. but it's certain things that need to stay and i don't yeah. encourage patriarchy and women being uh minimized and none of that i yeah. my thing is it needs to be a healthy balance of both Absolutely. like let us be strong women but also that gets played out i want to be soft sometimes i want to not worry about it at times like i just that is such a turn on Chill. Take... Can't chill. I just want to chill. <laughs> I I Can I just do that? I just want to be, I just want to enjoy you and have a nice time and not be worried about if you dating 25 people and all this right. kind of, I feel like none of that. Exactly. Exactly. Body and soul to you. I just want, I'm not, I'm not giving it to anybody else. So I don't, I don't expect you to do the same. And if you don't want to do that anymore, then let me go. Exactly. People don't want to do. They want to tie you in and do what they want to do, and then you know, look at you crazy when you want you, you don't want to be in that situation. Mm, selfish self. <laughs> for you, child. We can have, We about to get into sister girl talk, but let's we we let's really back because we got we only got a few minutes here. Um, a little birdie. I gotta mention this right quick, Mesa. A little birdie told me that when you come to Detroit, a lady named Cynthia does your hair. Oh, yes. when you come here to Detroit. <laughs> Yes, that's my girl. Cynthia oh, she told me to tell you hi. I was trying to get a little tea on you, but she was she was not giving it up. She was like, she's a great person. I was like, just tell me a little bit about her. Look, I said, she don't ever got mad at you. Did you ever not do her hair the way she wanted you? Or she's like, no, no, no she's so. I said, okay. 32 years. That's the first time I came, uh, when they called me the first time we got here. Her and my other friend, Dee Dee. Yeah, boy. Just I love it. 32 years I've known these ladies, long time. Okay, so I guess you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm saying you go. You say, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said they've been, they've been great every time I come. Just, I just have a lot of Detroit family. It's a lot. We call them cousins back in the day. I said they were my cousins, you know. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Baltimore is not too much different. We both are right. big cities. We, yeah. A lot of our relatives are probably from down south. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So, um, what wrapping up, Mesa? Um, is there anything you wanted to share with the audience? Any other things coming up? 
Um, yeah. you going on tour. We know you're gonna be here in Detroit, so you're going on tour, right? You yeah, the next day I'm gonna be on the Dave Cause cruise for three weeks straight. That's gonna be a lot. But it's gonna be wonderful. So I'm gonna do that, and then I come back and I do some other shows. Uh uh, throughout the summer. Incognito's coming to town doing a couple shows with them. And then uh, I have some other shows on the West Coast. So I, I'm going to be working the whole summer. The whole summer, then I'm going to join Dave Cos again for his Summer Horns tour. Uh, so it's a lot going on. And then uh, I'm trying to find a break. You know, I've never been on vacation ever my whole life. You I've said never... you haven't, you've, been on a, you've never been on a vacation. Never so you, are vacation. you taking one this year? Are we? I don't think this is going to be the year. Oh, yeah, because see, we and because we, my Joe has asked me if you're going to be coming to the Aretha or Shane Park this year. I wonder if you on that jazz. Are you coming to the Aretha? No, you uh uh, uh uh, y'all need to get on the horn. Somebody uh uh, uh uh, that now, wait a minute now, Mesa. Now, you know, you a mainstay at the if we call it the Aretha now, but I'm gonna always call it Shane Park, I, right? I know, I know, me you, too. so you're not, you not coming this year. Nope, I have not been invited. Uh-uh, uh-uh, that's not right. Nope. Somebody I, made a mistake. <laughs> y'all put in y'all out there, um, whoever listening, y'all put in the call to Shane Park. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I know Suleiman Mousy. Um, so I'm about to, I'm gonna hop in his inbox and his mom. I don't know if you know the Mousy family. Um oh yeah, okay, okay. Um for a long, 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 yeah. long, long time. Okay, so we I guess y'all we just gonna have to get our fix in April 27th. Um, yeah. yeah, come see me April 27th. I think mm, that's mm, okay. All right, <laughs> well, as let me just again thank you, Mesa. I enjoyed you. I um, great thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Thank you, Alex. He's so cool. Yes, shout out to Alex. Uh, the <laughs> last time I saw him was right before the pandemic. Me and him were at a the GM um black history month dinner and we're just kiki oh, and cracking up so shout out to alex um again for uh again thinking of me on your press run because i know you've been on so many platforms and i just thank you for being one of those this morning my husband was like she said your name i was like yes i was like see i love she down to earth like that she ain't, even though you and that's what i love that even though you've been in the game for 32 years you you are still like you said you're not an a-hole you're not a diva you're not a you know just so, um, I'm, again, I'm, I think, and I'm never gonna be one of them ever. I just, I'm just, I'm me, I'm just, I'm just blessed to be able to make this music for everybody. And God has given me this gift, and I appreciate God for letting me do this. I mean, I was a little girl, I was just all I wanted to do, and I'm doing what I always wanted to do, and so I'm grateful, and I never take it for granted. And that's why I will never be that diva, uh, kind of evil maniac, maniac, and I never do that. I promise. I love that. I love that. Thank you. And that is one of the keys to longevity. And I noticed that as well as being um, a, in media for the past, oh my God, it's been like almost 10 years. Jesus. Lord. <laughs> you don't realize how long you're doing something. You think back on it. Um, how I've met some people who are A-list celebrities who are the most humblest people in the world. Mm -hmm. And then I'll meet some mediocre ones who had a nerve to have an attitude. That is the, that, that just cracks me up. Like, how you going to be a D-list? <laughs> and you got an attitude but i'll meet people who are just they like i said stevie wonder is one of those like he was just like so benevolent and just so chill he wasn't i'm like so i just love that he knows what it, he knows what it's about 
I love it. I love that. So, um, yeah, so where can everybody find you? You all make sure you all get music for the soul. Her new album is out on all di digital streaming platforms. Uh, you can get the CD if y'all still got the CD in the yeah. car. And I saw something about a USB cassette. It's in all types of forms. I got it all for you. Got vinyls coming too. I love that. So where can people follow you, mate? So M-A-Y-S-A.com and I'll have all the links there if you can get everything. I'm great. Actually, I got to upload it as we send the finish. Um, but yeah, I was going to be there. You go to my to physical copies, go to the Mesa, the, uh, the Mesa store.com and uh, I'll send it out to you. I'm doing it myself. I'm literally sitting here sending out packages right now. I and saw you. I saw you. I love it. She's a street team activated. Street team activated. Yeah. Greetings. Spread the word. Get people to download. I'm trying to make them R&B charts on Billboard. So if everybody can download it this week, I would love you for that because it's going to it's gonna get me up there. Once I get that chart listing, I can keep it going. I love it. All mm -hmm. right. Thank you so much, Mesa. Enjoy your night. And you all, thank you for watching Rockers Reality. We will see you next time. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.